Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey everyone, welcome to The Backstory. I'm starting a new segment within the podcast in which I want to summarize the latest in research from some of the top medicine journals in the country and even the world. Some of these journals include the New England Journal of Medicine, the Lancet, the Journal of the American Medical Association, just to name a few. And every month, I'm going to focus the research and translate that science into something that's accessible to you so you, the listeners, can stay up to date on the latest in the medical advances. For now, I'm going to call this the Backstory Beat, and I look forward to your feedback on this new segment. So today I'm going to review an article related to pain. And this article was published on The Lancet on June 18th of this year, 2022. The authors of this paper are Dr. Giulio Fiori and his colleagues from McGill University, which is based up in Montreal, Canada. And the premise of this systematic review was to evaluate whether non-opioid medications are just as effective as opioid medications following surgery. Now, just a little background here. We know that there's been an opioid crisis in this country for many, many years now, and one of the contributing factors has sometimes been excessive opioid prescribing after surgery. So it's really unclear what is the value of prescribing opioids at discharge from surgery, and that's why this paper has so much value. So a little background on opioids. Opioids are a class of drugs that are naturally found in the opium poppy plant, and they work in the brain to provide a variety of effects, and some of which does include relief of pain, but it does come with some side effects. And many prescription opioids are used to block pain signals between the brain and the body, and they are typically used to provide moderate pain relief in some severe conditions. In addition to controlling pain, however, Opioids can also make people feel relaxed or happy or high, and it's for this reason that these drugs can be very, very addictive. Some of the other side effects of opioids can include slowed breathing, constipation, nausea, vomiting, confusion, drowsiness, and you may have heard of some of these medications. The most commonly ones are oxycodone, oxycontin, Vicodin, just to name a few. There's also a product called fentanyl which is a synthetic opioid, meaning it's not naturally occurring. It's made in the lab. And this medication can be up to 100 times stronger than some of the prescription opioids that are normally prescribed. And then finally, the street drug known as heroin, which is also considered an opioid, is obviously not prescription, but is related to this family of medications. So now back to the study. Basically, the authors here were looking at only elective minor or moderate surgeries. Basically, we aren't talking about joint replacements or spinal fusion surgeries. Some of the minor surgeries included dental surgeries and hand surgery, LASIK eye surgery, taking out your tonsils, getting a nose job, rhinoplasty. These are just some of the minor surgeries. And some of the moderate surgeries were minimally invasive orthopedic problems like a shoulder rotator cuff repair or meniscus injury, or ACL repair, just to name a few. And if you look at the medications that were analyzed in the trial, basically there were three in the opioid group. The first was codeine, and most of the patients out there know this as Tylenol-3 or Tylenol-4, and codeine was used in approximately 43% of the trials that were reviewed in this paper. In addition, hydrocodone, or Vicodin, or Norco, along with oxycodone, was used in about 23%. And then finally, tramadol, which is another common opioid medication that we prescribe in pain management. If you look at the 
non-opioid medications, those included non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, such as Motrin, Aleve, and Advil, and of course, acetaminophen, which is known as Tylenol. Now, what's most impressive about this paper is that the researchers reviewed 47 different randomized trials, which enrolled approximately 6,600 patients, all who underwent either a minor or a moderate surgery. And what are the results? Basically, what they found was that if you compared the opioid-free pain control, which included the non-steroidals and the Tylenol, and you compared them to the opioid group after discharge, those patients in both groups really did not experience a significant difference in their reduction of pain. However, what's also interesting is that those patients who received opioids also reported an increased risk of some of those side effects I mentioned earlier, such as vomiting, nausea, constipation, dizziness, and drowsiness. What was also interesting about these individual studies is that the authors actually asked the patients whether or not they were satisfied with their pain management after discharge. And when they queried both groups, those in the non-opioid group and those in the opioid group reported similar satisfaction in relation to the pain management they received after discharge. So to me, the biggest takeaway from this systematic review is that it gives us doctors and other healthcare providers really an opportunity to discuss some of the post-operative pain management with our patients. We've always prescribed opioids kind of as a knee-jerk reflex following a surgery, whether it's minor or moderate, of course, in major surgeries. But with this paper, we are now armed with some evidence that there is sufficient pain control after discharge, even with non-opioid regimen. In addition, a lot of us think that mild opioids, such as tramadol, are benign, but these also can carry substantial risks for adverse events, such as nausea, vomiting, dizziness, drowsiness, and sedation. So the conclusion of this paper and this meta-analysis suggest that opioid prescribing after a surgical procedure, whether it's minor or moderate, does not reduce pain intensity and is also associated with increased adverse events, especially when you compare that to a non-opioid or an opioid-free pain management program. One of the biggest challenges of this paper was, of course, that it relied only on elective cases. There were no major surgeries involved, such as joint replacements and lumbar spine fusions. And while I'm not suggesting that in no scenario should a patient receive opioids following a surgery, even if it's minor, the data does suggest that an opioid-free post-operative pain regimen is sufficient to reduce pain, optimize function, and get the patients back on track. I hope you enjoyed this inaugural episode of The Backstory Beat. Stay tuned next month where I bring you the latest in medical literature. Take care out there, and we've got your back. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D dot com.